Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to the Growing With Fish podcast, episode 193. This week, uh, Marty and I are going to do a little bit different episode. Marty is going to show his grow, and then uh, I'm going to uh, give us a little bit of a hash demonstration. Sweet. Alrighty. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Pretty good. So I'm sitting here in the... Uh, the bedroom in, in process, as it were, but uh, kind of mini production setup. We got a little aquaponic system here with a couple of moms. This one's been in here a little bit. If you guys have been in the Facebook growers group, you'll know it's been in here for a little while, maybe like since the beginning of February. And I've gotten probably well, 60 or so cuts off of it. Um, <clears throat> and so I cut them right there. I dip them in either an oil or enzyme-based spray. And then they go in the cloner over here, <clears throat> which is just an arrow cloner, nothing fancy. Uh, somebody gave it to me, which was awesome. Shout out to him. <clears throat> and pretty soon I've got my old beds, this one here, and that one back there on the shelf that you see. Those will also be uh, floating grain cloners. So <clears throat> once I clip them, dip them, put them in here for about 10 to 14 days, we uh, start popping roots. So when I pull them back out, I dip them again. They go into the solo cups and underneath the nice soft LED light over there. <clears throat> and then once they get big enough, they get transplanted and put down here. And I do have more lights, just like that one up there, which is a, just like all my other ones, has a 330-watt conversion of a 400-watt high bay metal halide. So even though it's a 400-watt magnetic ballast, it's only drawing 330 watts. And it's powering a ceramic metal halide instead of a metal halide. Significantly less heat, similar output. This is just a little flood and drain bed on top of a regular tank. A couple supports to keep it from getting too heavy. Pretty much all reclaimed wood. Uh, I had it set up in the old, the old setup at the old house, if anybody remembers that. Um, so nothing too fancy in here yet. I've got some more plans. There's more lights that are gonna get hung up. <clears throat> another aquaponic system. So another tank will come in here those two beds will go on top of it, which is the old flower uh, flower system from the old garage. <clears throat> so that's all, we've got it all cleared out here, space for that, and then another rack. So we'll set up some more moths. Some of these will be down here, will be reserved for the outdoor. Uh, all these up here are snowman. <clears throat> This big one here is Thorsberry, and then in there are uh, Snowman and Sunset Sherbert. Uh, 
rebooted moms. So they <clears throat> they are clones that came out and got transplanted and uh, put back in to make new moms. And uh, I'll do the same thing. I'll keep cutting these, like you can see these up here. Sorry, they're a little farther out. These up here, so this these all get cut off. A bunch of clones will get cut. This plant will get shorter and it'll just keep bonsaiing it. So I just cut clones off of it last Thursday. So a week ago. Today is Thursday. Uh, let's see, any other, uh, can't see it from this view, but right around the corner there, I got a little work area. Whoops, that's just my finger. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so over here is a nice little work area back there. I can't move this tripod very easy, but uh, or else I'd show it to you. Hopefully Steve will be able to see chat soon. I've not figured out a good way to switch over to YouTube and see chat on my phone yet. So apologize for that, but I'll get to your questions as soon as we can. Uh, I only have four fish in the tank down there. Uh, and they are all just regular goldfish, I believe. I don't know if there's any koi in there. Um, and I might throw a couple more in there eventually, but I usually just uh, feed more on smaller systems. But we'll we'll see how it goes. I've had no issue with uh, the growth rate <coughs> on on the plants in the system, so I don't anticipate there there being an issue. But once we get you know three full size plants in there, I, I might not be able to up the feed enough to keep up with uh, how fast uh, these plants grow. So we will see. I also plan to eventually incorporate the cloner. So this thing sitting up here, <clears throat> incorporate it into the aquaponics system uh, in line. So I'm still working on my design for exactly how I want to do that. But uh, once I get it set up, I'll give it to you. But right now it's just a standalone. Mm -hmm. And I uh, fill it up. I, uh, like I said, I dip in the, the solution over there to wipe off any bugs. And then I dip the stem in uh, aloe. I grow aloe here. And that's what I use for uh, rooting agent. I've also used willow water before. So anybody that has willow nearby, you can look up how to make willow water. It's another excellent thing to add to your tank. And then also um, I add in, every time I do a water change on the cloner, I add in, um, or even if I just top it off, I add a little bit of tank water to it all the time. And it really seems to help uh, maybe just outcompete pathogens, but I don't seem to have as much issue with aero cloning as I did previously when I was just using rooting agents. You pretty much, it maybe was an environment too, I don't know. It's, some of that is speculation, but it does seem to. Um, at least here, be better for that. So I don't know if you guys have any other questions because I can't see any of them. And Steve's not back yet, so I think I will run upstairs and see what's going on. So I will be right back.
Go ahead. Did you say something? All right. So let me get chat open here. Oh, there's Steve. What's up? All right. We have to get over to the lab in the office. All right. How, uh, what else is, uh, what else is crackalacking over there this spring? What, what veggies are you planting this spring? Uh, let's see. So <clears throat> I have, uh, well, in the aquaponic system, I have lettuce, um, a few different styles of lettuce. I have kale, I have chard, pretty much the standard greens that I always run. Uh, I have tomatoes that we're starting for outdoor. We've got uh, a couple of different squashes and melon. We've got a ton of different seeds in the, our little greenhouse. <clears throat> that we started. So now we just gotta decide which ones we're gonna run in the ground and which ones we're gonna run in uh, aquaponic systems and get that set up. I think I'm gonna do one system of like nothing but like tomatoes and greens and herbs. So that'd be cool. <clears throat> and uh, it doesn't look like there's any questions from chat yet. Looks like you're getting your uh, bubble hash set up there, I huh, see. Uh oh, I think Steve's lagging a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you good? Um, so one or two to get it all set out here. Almost ready. It does say your bandwidth is low. I don't know. You have like a different network to switch to or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna do something in a second. We're gonna try. Sounds good. Mm. We'll figure it out here. What kind of material are you gonna be running? Are you muted? Yep. Can you hear me? Uh. <laughs> no, you are muted. We got it sorted. Oh. Let me pin the video or showcase the video. Ah, oh, fuck. I can't do it from this. All right, hold on.
All right, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're getting a little feedback. Okay. Yeah, that seems right. All right. So this is our starting material. I apologize the bandwidth isn't better. The best thing could work. We'll, we'll work on. We have really you know nice trim. If you look at the bottom of this, you can see there's quite a good keep layer there. This will be real good for bubble. We have some frozen stuff too that we uh, will do on a different video. But yeah, some nuggier stuff, and some some fluffier stuff. It's funny. There was actually a seed. Nice and sticky. Nice and sticky. All right. So, so we have our bat. Pull this up so I can see my video. Okay. Bags. Now, you say, well, that's just bubble bags in a bucket. Well, we did something a little different. If you're just doing this at home, a big setup, which is coming the next week or two. So I can get them apart. Oh, it's the damn handle. Okay. We've cut the hole off of this one. Okay, this one does not have any bottom. And the reason why is so that I can slip it into this one. And when we're all done, we can pull this off. Pull this Set this here. And then we can go ahead and clean this as you'll see clean this as necessary and then the water goes into the bin we can get rid of that use it for water in the outdoor plants vegetables and um, yeah make our nice bubble hash so we're going to do that so for material a little bit of fluff on everywhere. That's okay. Yeah, fine work. More weed, right? Let's go. Uh, just down there. Okay. Now, uh, Marty, do you want to talk for a second? The water storage. 
There, Marty. Girl's gonna have to bear with me for two seconds here while I grab the ice in the water. Two seconds. What's going on, Steve? Oh, oh, <laughs> I just lost everybody. So what's up, chat? Just grabbing some uh, mullein leaf. You're ready to roll up a wrap. I see Dirty QWERTY and all is one. Cheers. Hopefully Steve will be back soon because I don't even think I can end this. Okay, we'll do it live. There we go. Yay. What's up? Hey, I'm back. He's back. All right. It's like I'm trying to throw the stairs. Shit just got all whack. Yeah, all of a sudden I was the only one in the meeting. Yeah, I don't know. It must have been our main internet connection out here or something. I don't know. All good. I'm trying to get back on to. I can run it without doing it, but I'm trying to get back onto the main. I'll have my computer out here in the lab. All right, well, this is being a pain in the ass. You're gonna have to read comments because I can't see them. I can read so, questions. We don't have any yet, but I will definitely relay them. 
We got our plant. We got our plant material in our cut bucket here. Ice in it. So we move this up here. Half faster. Can you see that? Can you see that? All right. Yep. Put it nice and top. Quarter bag, third of a bag. One second, Heather. Over for a second, I gotta figure out why we have water issues. One second. All right, no worries. <clears throat> All right. So yeah, I'm just gonna roll up a rack here. And bullshit. I just ordered uh, some temperature sensors, so I'm gonna try and attempt to make a, a smart grow and use uh, some different trigger software with some standard sensors that you can just buy off of like Amazon and hook them up with smart plugs. So for instance, I'm gonna have sensors for temperature and humidity, be able to monitor them through my phone and turn on or off the exhaust fans or uh, input fans or <clears throat> turn the lights on and off. So I'll be able to adjust the lighting schedule without having to go push a bunch of little buttons on timers. And I'll be able to remotely um, monitor all that stuff. So it'll be exciting to get all that done. I ended up essentially buying a weather station with different sensors that I can connect to uh, um, the IFTTT platform, the IF this then that platform and if you guys haven't checked that out and you're in the automation definitely check it out it's a very cool platform <clears throat> for setting up automation so i'll probably um you know essentially put smart plugs on all my fans uh, well not my circulation fans i don't think maybe eventually but they're digital so you you'd just be able to turn them on when you turn them back on you have to hit a button on them to turn them back on so just be aware of that for you automation geeks out there. So the, the weather station will report to the website and I, I can have interactions based on the, you know, like let's say the temperature goes above a certain degree, it can turn both fans on or one fan on first. And if it goes higher, then it turns on the second fan. So it'll be interesting to see how many different ways I can work that out. <clears throat> and, uh, and if it'll be effective or not, because I'll need to test it out right away. If it's not reliable, especially for things like lighting schedule or temperature maintenance. It'll be, be interesting. I looked around online for quite a while to try and find something that uh, 
I felt like uh, was like a grow monitoring system that would do all of those things that you could use with whatever fan you wanted to. Like for instance, oops, sorry, sorry, my face. Um, you know, if you wanted to buy your own fans and just have them turn on and off and not necessarily use their integrated system fans and buy their whole $8,000 package that comes with it, um, you know, there wasn't, wasn't a lot of options. So I'm just gonna, me being the nerd that I am, I can use my technical skill to, to manage all that stuff. And uh, I've set up like IP security systems and cameras and a number of different things before, which I probably will set up a couple of cameras um, in the flower room as well. Maybe even the bedroom, we'll see. I already have cameras outside, <coughs> which I highly recommend for just security purposes. Um, but I'm also gonna be going back to work. So uh, <coughs> I wanna be able to monitor things remotely and. I'll probably position a couple of cameras to where I can, <clears throat> for instance, watch the siphon and make sure that it's running or see if beds are, uh, you know, for some reason filling up with water or uh, a number of different things. <clears throat> Steve always bad talks an auto fish feeder, but I may, may have to do it and see. He always says you want to be able to uh, see how the fish react when you feed them. So my theory is, is I'll just put out an auto fish feeder and a camera that points directly at it. And then I'll be able to record how the fish react <coughs> and review it anytime I want to. <coughs> then I can feed whenever I want to and I can put it on the schedule and hopefully also be able to see if there's some sort of malfunction uh, you know, with the feeder, which is the other issue that can happen. <coughs> so we'll see, we'll see how <coughs> how smart I can make my grow room with just uh, normal sensors that you can buy online. So if anybody in chat has any recommendations, I see Scooby's joined us, love the name. Any recommendations on automation equipment to check out? I'll be going through some of that. So I'll be using the weather station for other stuff besides the indoor eventually. Right now I'm just going to use the sensors, which you can put anywhere. So the, the station, the main station connects to Wi-Fi and then the smaller sensors connect um, through, I think it's a 915 megahertz signal back to the base. Definitely enough range for here. I'm gonna put the base upstairs and that'll cover both of the grow rooms and outside. <clears throat> and then eventually I wanna have a, a, a rain sensor and be able to have it turn off my drip system outside automatically. So uh, if the rain sensor picks up a certain amount of rain, then you can have it automatically delay your drip system for your outdoor by 24 hours. And those are all pre-built. You just have to configure them. If you're buying smart plugs, just make sure they com they're compatible with the IFTTT platform. So 
Got a whole plan to build that out. <clears throat> Getting ready to break ground in the greenhouse. So that'd be sweet. What's up, Kevin? Smoking homegrown stems. Sorry, man. I mean, I guess it's good to homegrown, but smoking stems is never fun. So yeah, that's my automation project. Uh, I can also get um, water sensors. So I'll build our temperature sensors for the tanks. They just float in the tank. So I'll be able to monitor the water temperature remotely as well, set up alarms. Don't have any like cooling system to turn on yet, but maybe at some point I can figure out some way to uh, <clears throat> like add some water. I don't know, something like that. We'll see. Well, I hope Steve comes back so we can do something besides just bullshit. Anybody in chat got anything to talk about? Steve just left us hanging. I'm sure he's working on it. There goes somebody. Anybody getting ready to plant? It's that time of year and some of those outdoors getting, getting those beds prepped. Great time of year to start collecting some IMO, springtime. What's up, White Feather? Welcome to the currently boring party as I attempt to entertain you while Steve gets his shit together. We were just talking about grow automation. I'm going to have a couple sensors in the flower room and a couple sensors in the bedroom, but you can't move them around also. What's up, slothy heads? So the sensors are wireless and battery powered. And from what I've read, you got to replace the batteries, just regular AAA batteries about once a month. So not, not terrible, but not great either. I'll probably end up uh, improving the system at some point, but I wanted to get started on something. Like I said, I looked around for something that I felt like you could just buy out of the package and uh, I couldn't find anything that I felt like did what I wanted to unless you like bought their specific equipment for their fans and you know, like for heating, everything wants to control a thermos through a thermostat and that's, you know, I'm looking to basically just control my fans. So, well, it would work and you could hire wire it. That wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. So everything's gonna be uh, Wi-Fi or wireless based. 
and, uh, and then also for monitoring. They have the soil moisture rechargeable batteries. Yeah, I thought about that too. Some people said those uh, don't last as long in some of those transmitters, but even if they don't last as long, at least I don't have to just keep buying new ones all the time. Kevin, we were talking about the uh, temperature sensors for, I ordered a weather station that uh, reports online. <clears throat> you can manage it remotely. And the, uh, the sensors have batteries, which are just an either AA or AAA, I forget. I looked around in some forums too for other people that have done more like smart grow stuff, but it seems like it's all like really high tech, like grant funded research, or it's like not much. There's some stuff out there for like humidors and people that store like wine and cigars and stuff that like got close, but it just really wasn't exactly what I wanted. So. <clears throat> Once I get everything set up, I should be able to like go to my, my phone or my Google Home and ask it like what the temperature or humidity is in the grow room. And have it have it actually answer me. So it'd be voice reporting. Or I can tell it to like turn the lights off in the flower room or I don't think I'm gonna get cameras that are compatible. They're a little too expensive. <clears throat> so David, what I'm talking about is essentially using smart devices in replace of a controller. You can get the Wi-Fi, like you're talking about the Orbit Wi-Fi sprinkler controller, and it can do a lot of this stuff independently, but it can't do things like turn your lights or your fans on and off. So you could get the Orbit uh, Wi-Fi sprinkler controllers and then use the weather station for triggering them like when to turn them on and when to turn them off. All right. Well, hey, he's back. Sort of back. Oh, okay, good. I was running out of bullshit. We figured it out. 
gentle washing machines are pretty cool. Yeah. You want to invest in one of those? Yeah, I know there's the bubble bag one. There's also like a bunch of, uh, you can use like small, um, you know, Asian style clothes washers and other things and then just rig up the drain line so that you can run it through your bags. But we have a pressure press coming along with stainless steel orders that are going uh, to do all of this. So a uh, freeze dryer, and we'll give a demonstration with that. But we figured it might be fun to give a demonstration for what people might do at home uh, before we get to that. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I haven't used one of the new peer pressure presses. It's going to be a lot of a lot of fun to play with that. Been learning about how to do uh, solventless diamonds and stuff like that as well. So I think we'll do some 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 content on that. It'll be fun. In the meantime, any other questions from chat on this, on hash making, on bubble hash making? Uh, <clears throat> nothing on that yet. Uh, David would, and I were talking about our the automation stuff that we were talking oh, sure. about before. And so he was just asking about uh, the Orbit Wi-Fi sprinkler controllers. And... Uh, you know, it, it can definitely do, I think it even has a rain sensor that you can buy. So if you just want it, if you're just looking to control sprinklers, you can, you can go with just that and <clears throat> a rain sensor and it will probably be everything you need. If you want to control other stuff like lights or fans, 
air conditioners, things like that, then you'll you'll need something a little more elaborate. But otherwise, that should be good for you. Suba Steve wants to know if you are using regular ice or dry ice. I'm using regular ice for this. And through a through a RO filter as well. Do you want to talk about why you don't want to use just any ice? Well, sometimes you end up with other junk and other ions that can cause some separations in your stuff. Um, you can have a chlorophyll or, or sorry, chlorine or fluoride or other trash or heavy metals or just other crap in your water you don't need lunch. Scuba Steve wants to know which one you prefer. Do you prefer dry ice? That's what I'm doing. But I, I wouldn't use dry ice for bubble hash, you know. Scooby Steve also wants to know if you freeze the bud first. So we pulled that out, we gave it a quick rinse, we pulled it out, we wringed out all the water, rang out all the water, you can see here's a replay material, leftovers, the big ball, and we'll wash this again, don't worry, so we have another clean bucket right here, now, next bag, Oh, we need to get our bags out to clean stuff. So we're going to pull these out. Now I was dumb and left the 25 micron on there. Oh. We're gonna pull this out. 
Now, as you can see, our club can actually drain. Again, I was stupid. Scuba Steve wants to know if you compost the root ball or the green ball. Yeah. Um, you can compost them. Uh, we're going to wash them a few times. Okay, this one we got some really nice fine stuff. Just a little wash filling. Gotta see it there. Then you can kind of tap it, it'll kind of pull it to the bottom. Hey, you can see it more now. How about now? There you go. So we're going to take that and we're going to clean it up. So we're going to take this, put it on a flat setting. I'm sure can see that. Flat setting. And we're going to Mario disconnected again. Steve, are you there? Oh, it's <clears throat> back to my video again, so I'm guessing he's not. This is a mullein wrap, so it's a mullein leaf. Uh, it's got a small one. It's dried for about two to three days. Well, that one's got a hole in it. But it's similar to a canagar, but it's a uh, mullein. So it's a, a mullein leaf and then cannabis on the inside. But very similar to a to a canagar. Oh, are you back? All right. You can see some nice hash there. A little bit of something, something there. Yeah. Um, um, um. And this is just one bag, so we're going to take that and we're going to set it aside and let's get the skill table. We're going to move on to the next one. 
Well, I think we lost Steve again. <laughs> uh, Steve, the flavor is pretty, uh, it's not, it doesn't have any flavor, but it doesn't have much. Um, I would say less flavor, significantly less flavor than a tobacco wrap. But it is also a great cough treatment, and uh, <clears throat> I used to add it to my joints regularly to help keep down on my stoner cough. And now I just use them as a wrap and don't even buy papers. You're back. No, it's not bad. All right. Oh, they're back. Rinse off our last bag. Yeah, Steve, try it out for sure. What you want to do is work it, and uh, if you have a lot of contamination, foam on it. You can see we have a little foam, but not 
good. You can work that foam up the side of the bag and get lift that contamination up out of the pile of half. That's really what you're trying to do. There's some really nice blonde, again, still getting a little more water out, but nice blonde hash. What do you think? Smells amazing. Even though it's wet, it just smells like, like you ripped a citrus orange open. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. This one, which we didn't get a chance to show you guys yet. This is a chance to dry out a little more. All right, you can see we've scraped most of the 160 off. I'm gonna put that on a little pile here. On our table. Sorry about the sound. If you have headphones, make sure we get all of it. We're gonna make more later, so. All right, thank God. Yeah, all of it. Alrighty. Now, I'm going to take our 120. Collect that.
last but not least, the 73. And then we'll look at the 25. We'll set that back up to drain. Well, we answer some questions. Where is going? Like left gone? Like he's not on there at all? Is he going to take that? Sorry. All right, so. Those are 73 and 73 and 90 are kind of your golden. Your best of your best. All right. Okay. Now you can see the 160, 120, and the 70. You can see it's, it's a little bit you know, darker, a little bit lighter. Oh, anybody there? Oh, we must disconnect it again. I think I can see Mr. Green reflected in the. <laughs> Hitting the wrap. All right. Back in. Squeeze the water out of the 25. Any questions from chat? Any questions from chat? Cool fish. 
Well, looks like seed's gone again. Yeah. <clears throat> Take a peek around. Lights just turned on in here. So this is my new uh, flower room. Got a few little experiments going on in here. <clears throat> some trimmed up, some not trimmed up. Uh, some lollipop, no lollipop. Uh, different size pots in different positions in the beds. Um, hey, there we go. There you are. I'm going to run back to the other thing. So, if you can hear, this is the 160. This is the 120. This is the 73. This is the 20. Mostly broken trichome heads and immature trichome heads. This is your ripest and best trichome heads. This is um, you know, also ripe trichome heads. That's why they're very similar in color. Uh, and then this one is trichome, full trichome heads, but also a little bit of other stuff sometimes um, with the 160. So that's why it's slightly greener than the other two. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that demonstration. I'm going to jump back to the other. Wait, uh, Any questions from chat while I'm walking back? I don't know. I can't see. So you'll have to check when you get there. Oh. Okay. Well, that makes two of us. <laughs> right. So, yeah, like I was saying, I got uh, some lettuce, uh, some kale, some other greens, I think some chard broccoli sprouts uh, eventually i'm gonna 
I don't know if you guys can see, but there's a net here also that goes along the top of this tank that'll house tomatoes. So I'm gonna get those one planted on in each end of each bed and then grow them towards the middle. I'm gonna train them kind of horizontally here. And uh, what else? I'm releasing uh, some beneficial nematodes. I just top dressed my flower mix. So um, actually that was on the live stream last night in the aquaponic cannabis growers group. So if you wanna check that out, I mean, it's not that exciting. It's just me uh, putting some soil in the top of these pots, which I'll now dose with uh, beneficial nematodes and botanigard. Then I'll put a cover over the top of them. And also a little bit of BioAlive uh, from down to earth. So shout out to them. Uh, they have a lot of fungal spores in that BioAlive mix. So I use it as more of an inoculant than an amendment. So I just give a little sprinkle to each one. I just trained all of these plants last night and they're already starting to poke back up in a couple of spots. Starting to see some flowers pop out. Um, just, uh, just, just growing really fast is really <clears throat> the main issue right now. So I'm gonna make some observations as we go through, we got plants of different sizes and a couple of different strains, get an idea of kind of how I wanna get things dialed in, but it's going pretty well so far. The greens are producing well, plants are vegging well. Um, I think the last time we talked about it, I just put in the modifications to where the water you can see I extended the input out that way. So it goes all the way to the end of the bed, which really helps um, regulate the temperature I found. Uh, I was having issues with plants all the way at the other end. And you can even see some of the plants on there at the far end still have some yellow falling off of them. So <clears throat> they were, uh, the water was getting warmer down at that end because uh, <clears throat> It was being fed down here. And so now I just moved the cool water input all the way down to the end. Uh, originally I considered um, when I was designing the system that I might have a, a nutrient issue, but I decided that it shouldn't be as big a concern. Um, and I was doing some, gonna do some tests to confirm to make sure I was right, um, which I did do some collections down at the end of the bed for uh, um, testing different nutrient levels. And those came out relatively the same, but when I was doing that testing was when I discovered the water was significantly warmer down at the end of the bed than it was down here. So it wasn't necessarily uh, like nutrient dispersion. Um, Cause that would be, even if you were having an issue with that, I decided it would be pretty easy to just offset by feeding a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> that was not the issue figured out it was temperature. And so now by putting the water all the way down at the end, it regulates the temperature of the entire bed. And I, now all my plants are, are starting to, to come back. Like even those ones down there where you can see, like I said, some of those were, those were really yellow. I was thinking about replacing them, but just that one little change. Now they're starting to, to blow up pretty good too. So I'm gonna leave them in there. And I think they're all gonna recover nicely. And I had to switch into flower because some of these were getting so bushy. So won't be a, a perfectly even run, but I'll flower these out. And as we saw from the bedroom earlier, I'll have plenty ready to go for the next round. So 
Steve, you got any questions in chat over there? Yeah, we had a question. It says, what microns are we using? Uh, we were for just for the demo, we use 25, 73, 120, 161, and then 220. Um, normally I would run 45, 73, 90, uh, 120, uh, and then 160, and then the 220. Um, it was just, I don't, I happened to misplace the 90 bag, and that was the only reason why that, it wasn't in the video. That's all. <laughs> um, any other questions from chat? No, I think that's about it. Well, sorry about the choppy video. Uh, we will get a better internet connection for the lab because we will do lots of videos from over there in the future. Um, yeah. Any other questions for me or Marty before we wrap it up? Uh, I honestly don't remember what strain we were uh, we were running. Apparently, I'm being told it was a mix of two strains. So, alrighty. Well, you can find, um, yeah. So uh, I've just been working here in Oklahoma, getting everything going, getting ready to get the solvent in this lab up and running here in the next week or two, whenever the rest of our gear gets here. Um, shout out to Pure Pressure. Uh, we'll be ordering our stuff through them. Uh, they'll be joining us on the show here in the near future. It'll be fun. We can do a demo with them with their gear in It'll be a, a lot of fun. I love using their presses. They're, they're quite nice. Um, other than that, just getting the farm up into shape, getting, uh, you know, checklists for everybody so that they have their tasks, getting all the nutrient stuff uh, sorted, getting the pest management stuff sorted so we know how much different things cost and things for different rooms. And uh, yeah, just a lot of fun. Uh, nice to work with plants again on a, on a scale. Uh, Africa was fun, but uh, it was a lot of prep work and not a lot of playing with plants. This is uh, a lot more playing with plants with fewer things, uh, <laughs> fewer, fewer problems. So it's a lot of fun. So, all right. Well, um, Marty, do you want to tell everybody how to find you? Oh, yeah. So you can check me out. Um, you know, I'm always on uh, the Aquaponic Cannabis Growers Group. Um, we're always having some fun on there. And a lot of people have systems on there that they post updates on do some live streams on there so check out aquaponic cannabis growers on facebook you can check out my youtube uh which is ap meds my patreon which is ap meds um, my instagram which is also ap meds so yeah look me up if you guys have any questions uh, i'm always always around usually answering questions on live streams so <clears throat> it's a good time Hit me up, guys. Awesome. And uh, you can find me at Potent Ponics, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Uh, Marty and I are still working on this um, online commercial class. We'll hopefully have that out here in the next couple of months. Um, and then also True Aquaponics, shout out to them. If you're looking for nutrients or you need uh, someone to take care of your dosing for you, um, I help him with an awesome subscription service that he runs. 
Uh, he also has all the nutrients you need to, to keep your system balanced that are all aquaponics safe. So check him out over aquaponicnutrients.com. And uh, shout out to um, uh, Organic Innovations for letting us film at their spot today. So thanks again. And uh, we'll catch you guys again, hopefully again on Tuesday, if not definitely on Thursday. Cheers. Take I care. Been, we'll see you guys again soon. And to keep an eye I'm out, I got a bunch of new videos coming up on the channel. I'm going to try to get back to one a day or something close to that. So keep an eye out. Cheers.